They may have retired their party girl hats, but they are still popping the bubbles. Each week, they invite you to hang out and join in on belly laughs as they figure out this crazy life of juggling relatable struggles as moms. So go ahead, pour a glass of your favorite wine because it's time to pump and dump. Here's your crazy hosts, Maggie and Julie. We just wanted to let you know before you start this episode, you might notice that our sound is a little bit off. Julie was recording from an empty house, so it sounds super echoey. And my microphone, for some reason, was not working, even though it's brand spanking new. But we hope you still enjoy this episode. Be sure to stick around next week. We'll be sure to get the technical difficulties fixed. Enjoy your pump and dump. Hey, you guys, welcome back to episode four of Time to Pump and Dump. It is Thursday, and we are so excited to have you guys with us again for another episode. If you guys have been listening, we would love to get your feedback. Jump on, give us a review, like us, give us a thumbs up, let us know what you're thinking. Reviews definitely help us out, so we would love to get some of your feedback. Um, But we're happy to have you. We are episode four. We're just rocking and rolling now. Yeah, I actually wanted to start the episode off by saying happy birthday because we are recording on your birthday. You're officially 29, the last year of your youth. How are you feeling? Okay, so I feel kind of weird answering this question because I obviously know that 29 is not old at all, but I think I the life I live does kind of feel old. Like, you know, I'm going to bed at 8.30 most nights because I have to be up with a baby. Right. But it's weird. Like I'm in, I'm still in my twenties, but there are definitely some days where I'm acting 75. So I can't tell if like, I feel young. I mean, there's definitely some days where I do, I do feel young, but that question of like, how, how are you feeling? Like I, I am starting to feel like, okay, I'm getting, I'm getting older. Like I know I'm could- not, but I feel it. But 30 or 29 is a fun age. 30 is like the next big age. I feel like after you, it's like 21, you're like, yes, I can officially legally drink. And then the next big thing is like 25. For some reason, 25 was a big birthday. Yeah. Well, and I remember too, when we turned like 23, 24, I thought we were adults. I talked to my dad this morning. He's like, how do you feel? I told him the same thing. I, I kind of feel old. He was like, I mean, you are old. Like you have a baby, you have a job. Like yeah. you are a full blown adult now. But me and my mom, we got our nails done last night and we were talking to the lady who was checking us out. And she was saying, um, and my mom says this too. She was like 40s, best decade yet. So I kind of feel like you got to like, especially if you're raising kids, you got to yeah. get through your 30s because that's when they're like young and screaming and probably driving you crazy. Your 40s, you kind of get your groove back and you get your life back to yourself a little bit. So not, I'm saying I'm wishing my thirties away. I'm not even there, but right. There's, you know, there's just so much to look forward to. I have heard that same exact thing about the your the 40 decade, but I'm really excited about my thirties. I don't know what it is about being 30, but just for some reason too, like when I look back being in, you know, younger teenager or even in college and like some of the girls who were older than us in their upper 20s I'm like wow you are ancient okay do do you remember having an idea of what you thought you were going to look like or what you thought you were going to be like I always remember for example when I was 16 I just had this idea of what I was going to be like in my late 20s I was for sure going to wear a pencil skirt to work all the time 
Like I was just going to be this like high powered boss babe. And now I'm working from home in my pajamas, not even putting on a bra some days. So yeah. but I just, I had this idea of me like working in a high rise and obviously with COVID things are different anyways, but you know, you like have this idea of what you're going to be like, yes. and then you look back and okay, I can get a pencil skirt on. I wouldn't want a pencil skirt on right now. I'm not going to lie to you. Yes. I have always imagined my work like attire per se, like dream work attire, just like this yeah. fancy, like suit pantsuit or like pantsuit and skirt. But I will say the very first day at my job here at our company, I wore a pencil skirt with a blazer and like a really cute shirt underneath. And I felt so chic, so chic. And then I walked into the office and then our boss now pulls me in and he's like, I just want to let you know that we don't dress like that here. And I was like, what? In my experience, let's just say that I had a boss that when I was not wearing that, he pulled me into his office and was like, I prefer when you wear heels and skirts. And I'm like, he sounds like like a creep. Okay. He was a super big creep. (laughs) Speaking of my birthday, this actually happened. Okay. It was 2017. I left his office because my mom came in town for my birthday and he texted me. I was on my way driving home and he texted me. He was like, you need to come back to the office. So I'm freaking out because I left 10, 10 minutes early. And he was like the person that you couldn't leave past 530. So I leave, I get back into his office thinking I'm in trouble for leaving early. And he was like, are you ready for your birthday spanking? <gasps> no. Yes. Yes. Ew. Ew. I, know. I know. I was dating Sean at the time and he said a couple of weird things while I was there. And I just, I don't know. I never wanted to say anything, but I can't remember what I did. I probably ran out screaming. That's disgusting. What is it with you and like older men and inappropriate contact? That's disgusting. Okay, moving on to a lighter note. What is your birthday drink right now? Okay. So I'm drinking a very cute, um, I don't even know. It's like a sparkling Prosecco. So me and my mom, we went out. We just went to this place that we were going to pick up some salmon. And I knew I wanted to drink on this episode anyway, obviously. Um, Julie, guess how much this little six ounce cup is. Let me guess. Let me guess. Is it, did it come in a pack? No, I had to buy them individually. Guess how much one of them was? $7. $9. Holy cow. It is really, it it is really cute. It's so cute. Super cute packaging, but going back to, if I feel old, this is another time when I act, when I act old, they, so I was going to buy four of them. And then they were like, that's $40. And I was like, excuse me, how much is that? I was like, that's ridiculous. Like no one would ever pay that. I was literally acting like an old grandma lady. I feel like back in the day I would have been like, yeah, it's fine. And I couldn't have afforded it. Now I can afford this, but I'm like, I don't want to pay. It's the principal. I could go buy a bottle of this for 16 bucks. Exactly. Actually touching base on that. When you came to visit me in California, we would go to our favorite bar, which was the bungalow, the cutest bar right on the ocean. Like I wish I could transport my body there right this second. A Corona Corona light there is $9.50. And we would go there like that was nothing. Like it was nothing. I I, I think that's just what you do. That's the difference of your, like your early twenties is you don't have the money, but you're spending it, especially on you're spending money on, I would say, overpriced drinks and maybe overpriced food. You're drinking and but, eating your money. But now, I think as you just get a little older and you know, now, especially with Sean being the chef that he is, we'll go out 
like steak dinner, for instance, I'm like, why would we ever pay this? Why aren't we just eating at home? And of course there's like special occasions. Like we're going to go out tonight and get a really nice sushi dinner. It's going to be like, good. I know. I'm so excited. I was going to ask what your birthday dinner plans were. Yeah. Sushi sounds so good. It's this place called Uchi here in Dallas and it is amazing. It is, it is definitely special occasion type of meal. Yeah. Yeah, but you only turn 29 once, so we're going for it. My mom's in town. I also have to give a special shout out to Sean right now. Speaking of my birthday, if you guys can hear this crisp sound quality, he got me this badass studio grade microphone. So if you're listening, thanks, babe. Yeah, it sounds so good. I need to, I need to get that upgrade. Well, we also have to point out that Julie right now is in a completely empty vacant house. So yeah, all of our furniture was removed from our house. So we're currently in an empty house. All yeah. we have is a single mattress, no Wi-Fi, and our two dogs. So when we were thinking about recording today, I literally was going to go to Starbucks, but then I was thinking, oh, well, I can't just have, I can't just be having a full-blown conversation in Starbucks. That could have like created some little chatter, some buzz. People could be like, oh, what's this girl? She looks super official. Let me True. go get a follow. What's time True. to pump and dump? I would have been like, no autographs, please. I'm busy. Yeah. You exactly. know, that, the whole thing. And then I was like, well, maybe I could just record in my car. But this, so. yeah, the car idea wasn't a good idea. I'm excited that we still made this recording happen. It's super yeah. fun to be doing it on my birthday. It's like a little present. Well, I'm so excited. Should we get into our pump and dumps? Let's do it. Okay, so we just got back from Georgia. We flew in town this weekend to go celebrate. Actually, we had a friend's wedding on Friday, and then we just made a weekend out of it because it was Mother's Day, my birthday. My, I'll start with my dump. So we had to leave the house at like 6 a.m. early Thursday morning to, to get there on time. So we packed up the house the night before. We got kitchen ready. Everything was smooth sailing. We put Cooper, our dog, in the car, and we had... We had um, got him a reservation at Pet Paradise. We showed up to Pet Paradise early, sitting there. We got there before they even opened. And then we knocked on the door and Sean went in there to drop Cooper off. And they told us that they couldn't take Cooper, that we didn't have updated shot records. So they weren't going to be able to take him. And we were literally like backpacked, right, like dropping him off and then headed, heading to the airport for an 8 a.m. flight. So you had so, like less than an hour. We had we had less than an hour. Oh my Baby gosh. was in the car. We had to get him a bottle at a certain time. So then we just start scrambling. Like, well, Sean is thinking, okay, let me just go ahead and drop you and Tipton off. And I'm like being calm, but that is very overwhelming because Tipton doesn't fly as well as he used to because mm-hmm. he's squirmy. I mean, he's he's on the move now. So like a flight yeah. isn't where babies thrive. So I really didn't want to do it by myself. And I guess this is like a semi pump because I have it later, another one later, but the Delta lady, let me just, let me brag on Delta. The Delta front attendant saved the day. She could just see that we were a little flustered. Sean took us to the airport, left Cooper in the car with a car running, trying to get me and Tipton and our bags checked and everything. And she overheard us talking and she ended up pulling strings, rebooking all three of our tickets for free when it would have been... I think $395 or something each. Yeah. $395. Oh my gosh. So this trip, when I booked the tickets for $95 had gone up $300 per person. So she was absolutely amazing. She offered to take our dog 
Like the stranger was like, well, let me just take your dog. Who is the saint? You should leave a review on her for her. So we ended up rebooking our flight. Then we had a godsend of a friend who, t- who ended up taking our dog because we were texting all of our friends like, can you take him? And thankfully our friend Leah was like, absolutely. She already has three dogs. So she had four dogs this weekend. Wow. She took our dog, let us be able to go out of town. And then we brought Renita at the Delta at DFW, a girl's friend you're listening. Um, thank you. We got her like a $25 gift card and Sean wrote her a, you know, a thank you note. But literally Delta, Delta or bus. Delta or bus all day. We hate United. Um, I'm, so never going back to Pet Paradise. Always yes. buy Delta. That's what I learned from this weekend. Love it. And then my pomp. So okay, today's my birthday. Yesterday we were getting out of the car. My sister and my mom were dropping us off at the airport, and packing up and like I'm kind of you know moping away. I'm sad to You're be leaving sad. family, especially on my birthday. And my mom rolls down and she's like, wait, we, I, we forgot, you forgot something. And she runs to the back and then she pulls out a big duffel bag and she's like, you forgot me. And oh my gosh. You obviously know my mom, just like the cutest little, you forgot me. Oh, and you sound just like her. Do I? I'm <laughs> not half as cute as she is. And it was just so sweet because we never spend my birthday apart. I think we counted, we, like in my twenties, we spent two of them apart. So she oh flew goodness. out here. I know. I know. That is We're so good. sweet. Yeah. And I have to learn, like, I, I told Sean, like, I'm glad I didn't look at your phone because I felt like I snooped through his phone, but I've definitely ruined, ruined some surprises by looking at his phone. Kept a big secret for me. And now she's out here celebrating. Well, I am so proud of you for not ruining your birthday surprise because you Thanks. love to ruin surprises. My pump and dump. Okay, I'm going to start with my my dump because it literally is dump, okay? The other day, um, Archie come, in, come inside from being outside and reeking of just something just disgusting. He had like rolled around, I think, in like a dead animal. We, we aren't 100%, we are not 100% sure what it was. So anyways, we had to give him an emergency bath because every room he walked in, like the entire house was being like overtaken by this smell it was like a human butthole it was so bad it was so bad okay so then fast forward two nights ago he had just come back from the dog park and Archie was drinking from the toilet when he him and Louie love to drink toilet water over their own clean bowl of water that I just nicely prepared for them whatever so we didn't think much of it and then like five minutes go by and Ruben's like he's really getting into that toilet bowl it sounds like he's dunking his whole head so he goes and checks on Archie and sure enough, Reuben like screams, what is happening? And I was, I was confused of like what had just happened. And Reuben told me yeah. that he had just gone in there and used number two. He had just taken a dump and Archie Ruben was had. in there. Yes. Archie was in there bobbing oh. for his log. Oh my God. Because he did not flush the toilet. This is two instances where, number one, he had just rolled into a dead animal two days prior. But not, right. the, the big thing is, is like he's in there eating human feces and I'm, I'm shook to my core because that's disgusting. I am so grossed out. So grossed out. So grossed out. And so like the first question I couldn't stop, I was dying laughing. I was losing it. Ruben was furious, but I was like, well, hello. Okay, but now, hello. Is it yourself for not flushing? You should have flushed the toilet. And he, to this day, he's like, I swear I flush it. And I'm like, well, obviously you didn't because. You definitely didn't. He was sobbing. gross. It's disgusting. So. It can be gross. My dump is, 
if anyone has any tips on how to help my dog just not be so disgusting, like please send them my way. He needs professional. Okay. Obviously. Okay, I think you need counseling after that. Like your dog ate your husband's poop. Ruben had the audacity to ask me if I wanted to bathe him. No, after heck his, no. After his head was submerged in the water, I was like, are you kidding me? Like that's your booty juice. That's not mine. That's so gross. It's disgusting. And then, so real quickly, I'll touch on my hump. It is, finally, I've felt some baby kicks this week. Yeah. Okay, Julie, when you texted me on Mother's Day, so yesterday was Mother's Day, or whenever it was Mother's Day, you texted me that you were feeling baby kicks. I'm like, that is seriously the best timing to, to feel a baby kick. Like you right. will always remember now your first mother's day is when you felt his baby kicks. You got to put that, write that down in your baby book because I told you, I, I can't remember anything from pregnancy in those first months. Like something happens to your memory loss. So write it down. <laughs> you will forget, you will forget that happened. Yeah, we're so excited. So I just kind of want to wrap this segment up with, with wishing you a happy birthday. And Thank you. we are so excited. I love you so much. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll have our guest star, Aleha, with us. All right, guys, welcome back. I am so excited to introduce you guys to our next guest. So we, me and this guest star, we go back a couple of years. And honestly, since knowing her, I have seen her absolutely crush her modeling career. She is a content creator and she is also a mom to seriously the most gorgeous baby boy I've ever seen. Um, Aleha Bryles is our guest. And I'm so happy we made this happen. When we started this podcast again, you were like one of the first ones that we wanted to get you on. You are absolutely, like I said, you are thriving on your Instagram. So we wanted to get you on kind of the main thing we want to talk about today is social media. There's some things, you know, in your personal life we'd love to dive into. So thank you for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. This is the first time I've ever done anything like this. So I'm really excited, but I'm going to add it to my repertoire. Yeah, well, let us know if you absolutely hate it or if this was fun, and we'll probably have you back on. Well, and I have yeah. my Coke as usual. You should probably add, she's also a Coke addict, but That's you so true. Coca-Cola addict. Yeah. <laughs> Let's finish it's Coca-Cola addict. You should try to get sponsored by Coca-Cola. If you are like a total Coca-Cola fan. You know what? If I could sell my soul to Coca-Cola, I would. They just have never responded. I literally DM them like a psychopath. How do you kind of separate like doing your everyday job, like your nine to five on social media and then like being with your family and like balancing that, you know, how long do you spend on social media, but also like giving that time to like your son and your husband to make sure that it's equal? I mean, that's a really good question because it can be really hard. Like Mm -hmm. some days I'm so much better than other ones, but because my job is literally mobile, Like Mm -hmm. part of my job is responding to DMs, engaging with my audience, commenting back to comments, liking the pictures in the hashtags that I use, engaging with other influencers that are like me. And so my job is scrolling. Like my job is getting on Instagram. Yeah. I hate it sometimes because I can do it at any time. You know what I mean? My husband is an economic analyst. For him to do his job, he has to be at his desk, crunching numbers, doing stuff in Excel sheets. Mm -hmm. Whereas like, I feel guilty because I'll get in the car and it's the perfect time for me to have some sit down time wherever we're going. And I'm just like liking and commenting and blah, blah, blah. And Blake's like, why are you on your phone every time you're in the car? And I'm like, it's honestly the only time I have where I'm chasing Everest. And I feel bad. Mm. Like one thing that Blake and I kind of agreed on when Everest was first born is I remember like distinctly, like, I mean, 
you know this Maggie I'm kind of a hippie um but like I just remember just like feeling like a voice like whether it was like an ancestor or like I don't know mother god whatever it was I just had Everest on my lap and I was taking a picture of him and my phone was like right in between us and I couldn't see his face I could see his face through the screen and I knew that him looking up he could not see my face and it was like such a distinct moment where it was almost like a voice was telling me like your son is not seeing you and yeah. I thought that was so much deeper than physically seeing me I wanted mm-hmm. him to like see me you know what mm-hmm. I mean yeah and so, yeah like we start looking at our kids through these lenses and I remember when you and me had that conversation because that was right out. I think I told you I gave up social media cleanse for 30 days because I found myself I caught myself and like had really bad mom guilt putting Tiffin down to bed having a very sweet moment with him but then out of habit I picked up my phone and I started scrolling even though the phone was behind his head he couldn't see it but he was staring up at me looking at me and I'm, we're looking and then I found right. myself like looking at my friend's babies. I'm like, there's mm-hmm. a baby right in front of me. Like it is that trap is so hard. And for me, I don't get my, my income doesn't come from social media, but like, do you ever allow yourself to take that cleanse? Like Julie and I will we'll do 30 day cleanses every mm-hmm. so often. Like, do you ever give yourself a cleanse or, or you can't? Yeah. I mean, really, I can't do like a long period of time. I mean, Mm -hmm. you guys will see like now with like the podcast where it's like something that you're trying to do consistently, you won't be able to all of a sudden disappear for an extended period of time. You know what I mean? You just can't. I do it. I'll try to do it like every Sunday. Like I do like a no social Sunday where I try not to look at it. I try not to post on it. And I just try to give myself a break. So at least it's like one day a week where like, that's not my focus because like I was saying, it just felt like I'm losing out on like moments and I mm-hmm. catch myself Sundays are worse than others. Like sometimes I'll feed Everest and while I'm feeding him, while it's like face to face time, I really, really try to like not have my phone or anything, but mm-hmm. I do find myself like if he's playing and you know, for the most time, for the most part, I'll answer emails like on my computer, like at a desk and he'll kind of play next to me. But then I catch myself, like if he's playing and I've been in the kitchen doing something, all of a sudden I'll kind of stop at the counter and I'll be scrolling on my phone. And I, I'm like, how many minutes has it been? Yeah. Yeah. Start feeling really bad. So yeah, I've been trying to do better at that, but it's really hard to answer your question. I, I hate it, but I just really, really try to like have like daily like catch-ups with myself and be like okay like you're not doing great today put the phone away for the rest of the day right now like I'm pregnant so I can really only kind of put the social media like trap per se it for me and Ruben in our relationship like I'll find times where the both of us are just like laying in bed and like literally it's silence for like 30 minutes because we're just we have this device in front of our faces and then I like all of a sudden I snap out of it and I'm like holy crap like, what are we doing let's let's engage in conversation. Yeah. Cause it's like an alternate reality, right? That you're just yeah. like, oh, you're like escaping. Yeah. Well, in the alternate reality, like I get, I definitely get caught in the comparison game and you know, Aleha and I live in Dallas and I feel like the blogger world in Dallas has absolutely skyrocketed. And some of like the really big bloggers are in Dallas. And so for me, I find myself comparing myself to like how you sometimes like how many likes you get and everything like even you being and you call yourself you know content creator do you ever fall into the comparison game because I know like one of the one of the best examples I have for me is I got engaged and I absolutely love my engagement ring 
but because I had like been looking at engagement rings, that was what was coming up on my popular page so much. And then I started seeing rings that were bigger than mine. And I, I, y'all, I love my rings. But then I remember looking, I'm like, well, why didn't I get a ring that big, that big, that big? And like, yeah, why does it, why does it matter? I don't know who that girl is that lives in Detroit. Like yeah. I, I, that, that's when I start comparing of like her ring's bigger, her house is bigger. Do you ever fall into that? A hundred percent. Oh yeah. All the time. I feel like it's impossible. Like Julie was saying, mm-hmm. I feel like it's human nature to just get sucked into something. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's impossible not to like it, for me, it was like, especially when I got pregnant. Um, and then when I had Everest, I feel like a lot of people, I don't want to use the word like exploit, but I can't think of a better word. I feel like a lot of people will start making their content about just their kids. Mm-hmm. And one big thing for me was like, I'm still a person aside from being a mom. Yeah. Like, even though modeling has like slowed down ever since having Everest, mostly because I didn't lose the weight, <laughs> but um, I feel like because it slowed down, Instagram was more like my job and I still wanted it to be as selfish as it sounds. I still wanted it to be me, my thing. And mm-hmm. I had a lot of acquaintances and friends who had babies before, after, around the same time as I did, they started really like posting their kids. Everything was about pregnancy. Everything was about newborn life. All the videos were about newborn must-haves, blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. they got a lot of followers from it. People love babies. Lots of people are having babies. And so they got lots of followers from it. I think if you want to be a mom blogger, that's a great move. I never wanted to be a mommy blogger. Yeah. And so I started comparing myself of like, well, like l- their follower account, like skyrocketed tons of these people, like really went up. And I was like talking to a friend and she was like, yeah, if I didn't have like a separate page for my kids where like I posted extra stuff for them, I wouldn't be getting paid as much from campaigns because campaigns will ask me to post on both pages. Cause like her kids pages have like 40,000 followers right? She has, like, hundred thousand. And I'm just like, Oh, like maybe I should do that. Cause then I could get, and I, I just realized like I'm wanting to be something that I'm not and something that I don't mm-hmm. even want to be just because someone else is doing it. Just like I said, I kept having to give myself like a reality check and just be like, this is dumb. Like, I don't need to do that. And if my follower growth is slower because that's not what I want to do, then I'm the one that has to come to terms with that. But I compare myself all the time. And especially to like other moms who like snap back. Like I literally, I told this to you, I weighed less than a hundred pounds before I got pregnant. And now I'm you know, 120, which isn't, I'm not overweight by any stretch of information, but being 20 something pounds over what you've been since high school is like a little bit shocking to the system. You know, like Mm -hmm. I literally weigh myself every single day and I'm like, why hasn't it gone down? Yeah. You know, but it's because I see all these moms who all of a sudden they're just like in their bikini the next summer. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to be wearing like a freaking moo moo to the um, <laughs> one piecing and surrounding it all all summer yeah that's why I love the people who post on social media like that raw content because for exactly what you're saying like they they give this un unnatural idea to new moms like myself of how they the social media world expects you to look when you you're postpartum but yeah. 95% of the women don't snap back into their size 25 jeans Mm-hmm. three weeks three months after they have a baby yeah. Yeah. and so that's where I'm finding myself right now is having that comparison is I'm comparing myself to like 
women who are at the same um, stage of pregnancy as I am. And I'm like, why is my bump not as big as theirs? Like something must be wrong with my baby because I'm smaller. So, you know, I'm having to, it's a little bit opposite right now for me, but I'm having to like train my mind per se. You know, this is how my body is, is kind of continuing through pregnancy. Going off of you talking about your son, who by the way, is truly a baby model. When I saw him in person, I literally looked at you and said, can I take a photo of your son? Like, or is that weird? <laughs> he is so cute. Um, because you. you, you, you and your husband remind me of me and my husband. We're raising your son in a multilingual family. Um, and we're going to be doing the same thing. Have you noticed like any cultural differences because you're Afro-Latina, your husband's white, like as you've been raising Everest together, were there any challenges that you guys faced? I mean, I feel like I've in a way like assimilated for lack of a better word to like American culture, you know, whatever mm -hmm. that might be here. So as far as like culture shock, like that has kind of like dissipated, but there are definitely things, I mean, still cultural that like are very different like Latinas especially like Latina moms like very very focused on like food like if your kid does not eat it is the end of the world and so like my mom will come over here and she'll literally make Everest like full-on meals and be like distraught if he doesn't eat and Blake is just kind of like yeah he had like a few spoonfuls of yogurt and I'm just like, oh, like he has to eat like it's just ingrained in you so like little things like that we definitely find ourselves like running into and then really, really making an emphasis. This is actually, it was really sweet. Like Blake and I made like goals for the next year on our last anniversary. And he was like, I want to be more like Latino. I want to try mm -hmm. like the best I can to like really bring that into our family because that's one thing that's been really hard is like, I, I have to have Everest be in touch with who he is as far as yeah. like his own roots. And it's hard. You're living in America. Everyone around you is pr pretty much white. Most of my friends are white. You know, it's like you're around Americans all the time. You know, it's just like American culture is pretty much mostly what they're going to get. Yeah. And I just really want to have our house be the place where he like gets in touch with who he is half of, you know? Yeah. And so Blake and I are really trying to do what is called one parent, one voice, where one parent is just like the consistent always speaks to them in that language like no matter yeah. where you are whether you're in front of other people whether it's the shows you watch what you talk to them out in public whatever it is what they're consuming from that parent is that one voice mm -hmm. so like I'm trying to be like my parent voice is Spanish and so I whenever I turn on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse I turn it on in Spanish you know oh, what I mean wow. I go yeah the language to Spanish so that he knows I'm with mommy I speak Spanish with mommy mm -hmm. and then Blake will do like the Spanglish thing because Blake doesn't have to just do English but at least one of his parents has to have one voice and that's been really hard because I'm so used to being here and a part of you gets kind of shy like I don't want to be speaking Spanish to him when I'm like in front of people who don't speak Spanish because I don't want them to think I'm saying something you know what I mean like yeah yeah you don't want people to think that you're being disrespectful or mm -hmm. you never know who's racist. You right. Know? Yeah. To have well, and the thing, if you're not actively doing it, like it, it gets lost. Your heritage can get lost so quickly from one generation, from one generation to the next. Like I, my grandmother is Cuban, did not speak, did not speak Spanish to my dad, but we don't know it. You know, my grandmother's name is like Isabella Maria Rodriguez person. And she came over here and she decided to change her name to Betty. 
and really Americanize herself. She loved Betty Boop. <laughs> Love Betty Boop. <laughs> Betty, no. <laughs> but now, as she's gotten, and, and I guess like later then in her adulthood, once she had raised her kids, she was like, oh, wait, I'm very proud of my heritage. And yeah. then it's like, it's kind of lost on your kids because they're like, you can't teach me at 16. I could literally have no idea what you're saying. So like, I think it's so admirable of what you're doing and Julie, you're going to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Like you can't let that die with that generation. And Ruben, I mean, just like you, like his, his, his whole entire mom's side is Mexican and his whole, his entire dad's side is Colombian. So, you know, he'll be 50% or our son will be 50% Latino. So for me, I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself because I want to make sure that I'm also able to, you know, encourage him to learn as much as he can about his Latino culture. But even for me, like I want to be able to speak Spanish to my son so I can also interact. And I'm, you know, I have uh, the Duolingo app, so you can only get so much from Duolingo. Like it doesn't. Well, shameless plug. You know, my sister and I have a company called Spanish Sisters. We do Spanish tutoring online. What? So we do like FaceTime Spanish lessons. It's like our little thing. So if you want to learn Spanish, we're happy to teach you. Seriously. Well, let me lift my mouth off the floor <laughs> because literally, my husband was like, "I always tell him, can you help me learn Spanish?" And he's like, "Did you just go to school?" So he's, I'm like, it would be great for you to have someone to practice with too. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, we can connect with that after yeah. this podcast. That's yeah, amazing. Julie, I remember Julie, like when we knew that she was going to get serious with Ruben, probably end up marry him. She's like, my kids are going to like talk shit about me behind my back in Spanish. Yeah. So I did, <laughs> that's what I was so worried about. I, I was like, know what they're saying. I can't have my kids like running up the stairs, like calling me the B word behind my back and me, and me just thinking they're talking about how beautiful I am. But no, you'll get it. And you know what? Like, I feel like you'll figure it out. Like Blake, he speaks Spanish, but he's like figured out what works for him. Like he'll yeah. have like his little keywords that he'll like always say to Everest in Spanish. And, you know, like it, it really works out. Like Everest's first words are probably an even mix between Spanish and English. So like so far that. it has worked, you know? Yeah. Just do the best you can can like that's the number one thing like on the days where I'm like oh crap I've been speaking to English to Everest in English you just give yourself grace and start again you know yeah. that's like motherhood I'm I that's mean so true. that's literally the epitome of motherhood like well I suck today I'll go to <laughs> <and> try again <laughs> well I love it well I look up to you and how you're parenting I think it's absolutely amazing um Maggie did you have anything else I'll wrap it up I to ask do you have any like crazy craziest set story craziest modeling story that's like what is going on um oh my gosh I'm trying to think I mean yes I feel like so many weird things have happened like in the past well okay so one like the coolest thing I don't know if you guys know Tan France from Queer Eye yeah I modeled for him and no. he yeah like he like directed the whole set he took the pictures he actually is responsible for like my serious face pose because in Utah, like all the modeling I did was like boutique modeling. So it was very mm -hmm. like smiley, like, yeah, you know, and he was like, okay, I need you to be like bitchy. Give me your best, like bitchy face. And that so I was him. really like trying and he was like, that's it. And I remember seeing the pictures. And I was like, okay, like that's my serious face from now on. And then like months later he was on Queer Eye and I was like, I know him. Wow. It was the, the coolest thing ever. Very yeah. cool. He is awesome. so nice, you guys. Like, he's the best. I was in seventh grade. I tried to be a model. And I had a classic seventh grade photo shoot with 
gaucho pants, kitten heels. There was a chair involved. So there was a lot of like sitting on front of it and the back of it and just I thoroughly I enjoyed those photos. I don't know what <laughs> I was doing. Did I get any callbacks? No. Um, but I remember thinking like, it's just as easy as standing in front of a camera and smiling. And modeling is not easy. Yeah. No. Well, anything can like happen. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, it is hard. Like you come home and you're like exhausted because you're standing there. You have to like be on your posture has to be good. Your body's like tense. Like, it takes a special person to be able to model, to be comfortable behind that camera. It definitely takes a lot of practice because I thought I could do it at first when I started. And then I was like, wait, this is actually so much harder than I thought. And sorry, I feel like I have to tell you because now it's like, a, it goes with like mom shaming. And I had just gotten pregnant and I had this shoot. And actually because of this shoot, I missed the Ariana Grande concert <gasps> that I've been waiting to go to for like years. Anyway, that's a story for another day. But at this shoot, I literally like was just pregnant, probably like six-ish weeks. And I was still like pretty thin, but we had to play like beach volleyball. So like I was like in a bikini and I was like trying on all these things. And like the wardrobe lady was like, putting me in all this stuff and one of them was like this low swimsuit and I was like hey like just so you know like I'm newly pregnant so like I'm you know I'm not like super comfortable in like tight you know low-rise stuff yeah. and she goes I was wondering what's going on with your body <gasps> I literally did you not she literally goes I was wondering what was going on with your body and I was like I'm literally like six weeks. Like I'm barely, barely getting. Had you ever seen this lady before? Was she familiar no. with your body? What I the mean, heck? I mean, she had like all my like headshots and like my digitals. So she knew I was like, you know. A you, how, how about you put it on? Yeah. Well, and can she I, was kind of bigger. So I was like. Yeah, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, she was totally, she was jealous. But also like, can I get a congratulations? Like, hello? Yeah, no, I'm she happy. didn't say anything. She just said I was going to put on your body. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining us today. We loved having you on. Guys, if you're not already following her, check her out on Instagram at a little Aleha for all the tips on beauty, motherhood, travel, all things Dallas, and overall gorgeous content. Oh, thank you guys. Thanks so much for having me. And like a classic Capricorn that I am, I have like a thousand businesses going. But if you also want to follow our boutique, uh, my mom, my sister, and I own it. It's called Shop Coco Dulce on Instagram as well. We have really cute, like trendy, boho y type stuff. And yeah, thanks for listening. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. much for coming.